0: ladies and gentlemen what's up this is bc welcome back to another episode of supreme being look today i want to talk about something that is very important whether you're in traditional uh, social situations whether you're selling right leading and running a team at whatever capacity if you want to have a stronger presence as a communicator and as a person if you want people hanging on your every last word if you want to be seen as interesting if you want to be The top of the food chain when it comes to social status and and value and all that stuff, it's predicated on this, okay? If you guys remember a long time ago, and for years, I've been talking about, you know, the three things you should focus on when it comes to communication, social media, and all that stuff. And the formula was and still is educate, inform, and entertain, right? You can do that in any facet of life. You'll make money. You'll have friends. You'll have influence, so on and so forth, right? But today I'm specifically honing in on the difference and being absolutely certain that you're implementing, again, not just informing people, but being certain that you're educating them, right? And people will think about this in sales, which we will discuss today for sure. However, in general, you have to be able to see the difference there and then know that you're actually delivering because there's a lot of pieces to this. Inform and educate, right? If you need me to define it again, informing means I'm just giving you information. The weather dude is an informant. Hey, this is the weather. It's 76 degrees here today. Hey, the bus will be here at you know 6 p.m. Hey, this is what... We're, we're passing information to you, information that anybody can read and get. Educating is being able to take information and give it to people in a way where it's a subject matter, an idea that now they didn't know about before or did not have understanding of it. And now they have understanding and they can give it to somebody else. They can teach it to somebody else and and pass it along to somebody else. That's when somebody now understands the thing. Maybe not the teaching aspect, right? That would be a higher level, but at least they've duplicated it. Meaning I understand this concept now. It wasn't a matter of just passing information. I had to take myself where that individual or organization took me through a process to, to truly understand this thing. Now I'm educated on it. Okay? That's the difference. Okay? Why do you think certain people are deemed as interesting in social settings? Because they're always educating people. They're not just informing them. They're teaching them something. Again, whether on purpose or not. They're doing it. They're doing it. Okay? So why is this so effective? Well, Let's look at it from a sales standpoint real quick. People are used to and believe that they're just seeking information from salespeople and individuals that they talk to. But if I could be, like in my case, the online presence or the real estate agent and professional, the investor, the consultant, that while I'm informing people and having conversations with them, I'm simultaneously teaching them something and educating them, I now put myself in a completely different tier. Right, I love and this is why I've mixed in, especially with my team and my close students, dialogues and and pieces of information where I'm not only just teaching them history of sales and real estate and that kind of stuff to give them relevant information. But I'm also giving them dialogues and things to weave in. So simultaneously while they're talking to somebody and informing them, they're also educating them. And that's so key, right? It's so key. And I've given a million examples over the years. But are you actually like debunking misinformation simultaneously while you're talking to somebody? And again, it, it's not as complicated as you think. Right, if you listen to me and you're in real estate at any capacity, the average consumer goes online and believes what they see, whether it's news, whether it's going to these websites like you know Zillow, realtor.com. Again, whatever their preferred person said or whatever they see on the website, they just deem to be true. Same thing with what they do in their decision-making process. But Are you, through your dialogues and questions and conversations, touching on that stuff and bringing things up and presenting ideas that at least gets them to become aware of it, number one, but to question something? Hey, Mr. Person, uh, you know, Mr. Potential Customer, right? I know you mentioned you go on Zillow. Did you read that message that they have at the bottom of their front page? Oh, no, what's that? It it lets you know that their valuation could be off in most cases, 10%, but sometimes up to 15% or more. Now, again, I'm I'm just giving you guys a loose quote. I don't know if these websites or these valuation websites have um, changed their criteria. But at the time when I was talking to people, that's where it was. It was like 10 or 15%. And I would just throw it in there and be like, and you could even package it up a different way, you know, if you want to be slick. Hey, you know what, guys? I was right? Uh, Let's say I do a video and I send it to my database. I was just going on um, Zillow the other day and I happened to look and as I was scrolling to the bottom to find contact us to send them a message, I noticed a disclaimer saying that their valuations are are off by upwards of 15% at times or more. I never knew that. Did you? That's crazy. And how many of us go to these websites and just assume that the numbers that we see is market value or it's true? Okay, That would be a slicker way of me doing it if I wanted to do it in a video or just bring it up in conversation, right? But if somebody didn't know that, now they learned it inadvertently through conversation with me. And the more you can sprinkle this in to what you're doing, the cooler it is. The interesting part is when we go out, right? if we're going to do like a social setting now, a lot of people... Um, we'll do that, right? The people who have always have something to say, and they're interesting, they're giving us these things, right? Because of their experience and what they're doing. They're just, again, the vehicle for that is storytelling, right? If you get phenomenal at telling stories, and ultimately, your life and what you do every day, and your past and your current experiences become the stories. That's when you become literally, in quotes, the most interesting person in the world, right? Because you're not making up stories or passing stories from other people, you're literally describing your experience in your life and what you've done and your experience, which is cool, right? So people through the storytelling mechanism will weave this in. Now, we've talked about storytelling before, and that's something you have to continuously work on. Because when you look back at the past of human beings, um, information, folklore, and all that stuff was passed through storytelling around the campfire, right? Bringing up the new generation, it was done through stories, Right. Traditionally, now we view education as we go to a classroom, there's a whiteboard or a PowerPoint and we learn or zoom now. Right. At the end of the day, though, that that's not in line with how we used to do it back in the day before there was a formal education system, you know, with preschool, kindergarten and all that stuff. Once that was standardized. We learn best through storytelling. We retain information the best through storytelling. Right. What is a movie? It's storytelling. Done in a very cool, highly immersive way. It's literally telling you a story for an hour, two hours. And that's why movies, characters, quotes from a one hour movie that somebody has maybe only seen once in their whole life of 20, 30, 40 years will be so vividly remembered by them and recalled that just that one experience and that story was told so brilliantly to them and the experience was so great that they remember it forever. Yet we can't even remember stuff in school. That 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 feeds on that mechanism that I'm telling you, and kind of proves it because that's the vehicle for us to do this, inform and educate. And the more you can start to practice this and understand it and weave it in, you become so much more effective as a communicator. So if we go back to the sales portion of it, what I love about our process and how we've built things, because remember the element of control is there when you sell. You already know what the agenda is, what the script is going to be, and all that stuff. So why would you not weave this stuff in? right add stories and add things to your script where you're literally taking people through things that informs them and educates them right this is how through um you know specific techniques and tactics you can now derail objections and just crumble you know misinformation and misguided decision making processes that people have by doing this we do it all the time right and a lot of times again When you, like, as an example, if you do a story, right, let's say I tell a story about somebody being erroneous in their decision. Like, let's say, again, I'm in real estate, I meet with somebody, and I want to effectively make the point that somebody really needs to focus on pricing their home correctly and how devastating that mistake can be. Well, let's give them a story about how this one time with a customer, I, you know, I gave them the benefit of the doubt and said, you know what, we won't stick with the facts, we'll go with what you want and how that turned into a mess, like a two, three, four month affair that was just this ups and downs and all these issues. Why? Because I deviated from guiding people and saying, it's not what I want or what you want, it's the right thing to do based on the market, based on facts, right? Based on the data, that's how we need to base our decision-making process. Now, if I tell them that story and that two, three, four, five minute story, right, again, We're talking about them indirectly because we're saying that this person that we're discussing in the story is made the same mistake that you're thinking about making. So I can make the point without saying it or making them feel like they're attacked. But guess what? While they're connecting the dots in their mind, they're seeing themselves. They're just learning it and hearing it from a vehicle, which is the story instead of being told by me to not do this. Because, Think back to when you were a kid, when you were told not to do something, or you were told directly at times, you resisted it. You rebelled, right? Hey, let me help you tie your shoes because you're taking too long. No, I want to do it myself, right? I mean, that's in us. So this mechanism bypasses that, which is cool. So I love this because it's an indirect way of crumbling bad decision-making processes, crumbling false datums, right, and misinformation that people have in their mind. And just, it facilitates the sale because now I assist people in getting them out of their own way, right? And a lot of stuff that may have come up later, I crush. So let me give you another example, right, that I use in sales. A common kind of, uh, we can say crutch or objection or flawed thought process that we have in real estate from the consumer standpoint is they will say, I want somebody who's local, right? Right. Now, the reason this isn't factual is because whether somebody has an office a mile from you, half a mile, right? Not only has a real estate game changed, it's that's not based on any real information. It might have been 40 years ago, right? But real estate was different back then. Now it has zero validity. Uh, validity. The last 25 years, that's not a valid objection. But again, I studied history of real estate. I found out That back in the day, you had to sell your home at a local office because only the local office and their agents could find a buyer for your house. So it would make sense to go with the big brand that's local, right? Because back then we didn't have computers. We had the MLS books, right? So a study in history allowed me to figure out, okay, why are people even saying that? Okay. But number two is now when I present information, if I enlighten people on how the history used to be and how we used to do real estate it crumbles that objection, right? So it took me learning about my craft and my profession a little bit in digging in order to find out the thought process behind why people were saying certain things. Now, if somebody's predicating their, their decision based on, well, what agent is in proximity to me, well, we can say that that could be a contributing factor. However, for them to make a strong, valid, and, and the best decision, should that be the only or the prevailing criteria? Well, No now their decision-making process is not valid or not optimized let's use that as a better word i want to through my information and education be able to enlighten them and put them in a position where they make the most sound decision as a customer now if that includes me great if it doesn't that's fine too but at least i'm giving them the tools that they need in order to make the best decision so it took me digging and now it's all about how we present it to people so they say i want the local agent i would say oh, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up, Mr. Client, Mr. Customer. Do you know when we first started using that in our decision-making process and hiring a realtor? Like, do you know where that comes from? The the notion or idea that somebody wants somebody close to them? Aside from the the obvious stuff, like, yeah, I want somebody close because if I need to go to the office, it's right around the corner. I mean, aside from that, do you know where that came from? And then I can tell them if I want. Now, I normally won't say that to every person and every opportunity like that, but I'll save it, and maybe you know when I'm qualifying them later on or I'm at a presentation where we're meeting face-to-face, I'll tell them. Remember how I brought that up earlier? Well, let me explain to you where it came from, right? As little as 25, 30 years ago, blah, 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 and then I go into the whole story. I'm not going to give that to you guys. I gave you the condensed version, but I educated myself by studying my craft and my profession. Now I can educate the client. Now, when you get the local agent objection, my enlightenment to the customer rips that out of the ground. It completely tears out the weed because I'm handling it at the source. I could come up with a fancy objection handler to to reframe the conversation or dodge that question, but what I'm presenting is a million times more effective. It doesn't dodge the question. It gets to the root of the issue. It gives them the real information and it tears it out and disintegrates it. And when I sell, I'm looking to be at that level In whatever I sell to the point where I melt objections before they happen or my insights and education to the customer through my storytelling and communication obliterates that, gives them a better decision-making process and better criteria information to make their decision, and then they move forward decisively. Again, whether with me or not is fine, but at least they make a decision, right? And this needs to be a goal of yours. This can be done through bettering your techniques. This can be done through studying your craft and what you do a little bit more, right? And this can also be done with intention. Do you want to educate people? Because I see some salespeople wanting to hold back, well, I don't want to educate the consumer too much because then they don't need me. Well, then I would question what you're selling or what you're doing if you don't want to educate the consumer. I want the consumer to know everything. This is why I've even done educational series to my database and my past and future prospective customers. So they learn more about me, my process, my team, what actually happens in my industry, how we go about doing our jobs. I want them to learn that stuff. So again, I'm also doing this on the back end, outside of just our conversations. I also do that on my social media where I give people insight on how to sell communication and all the other stuff that I talk about. It's really cool. This is what keeps people coming to me. This is what keeps many of you on this podcast or on my coaching or on my team or whatever it is right? This is stuff that I geek out on and I love to do like on a Sunday when I do a lecture to my students. I love unpacking a subject like this for an hour, hour and a half and just going deep on it. Because again, this is what transforms somebody as a salesperson, as a communicator, most importantly as an individual, right? And until you start putting your mind on some of these subjects and exploring them, um, you know, uh, more richly and more in depth, you know, you you really fall into the, the box that everybody else is in where they just, repeat the same stuff. And you don't really have an angle or something unique. Like when we talk about unique value proposition as a human being, not just as a salesman, this is one of them. And I know, I know for me, this is huge because in everything that I do, I'm always educating people. Again, not from the position of ego that I'm better, but Hey, I've done my research. I've, I've done a little bit more work. I've worked hard. I've dedicated myself to my craft more than other people. So I'm in a position where I can enlighten you a little bit differently than the other person, and additionally, I know communication at a higher level from a much more technical aspect, and I know how to deliver it in a way where it actually gets readily accepted and understood and duplicated by the client or the person who I'm speaking to. This is the key, my friends. You start to learn this stuff and implement it more not only will you feel better as a communicator, the people that you talk to will be more receptive. They'll learn more, they'll entertain more, and most importantly, they'll always come back and they'll always be left wanting more. I know when people listen to me, I put a seed in their brain. I know when I sell to a customer, even if we decide to go our separate ways, they respect me, they remember me, and they will use me or and or refer me to other people because they know he's a stand-up dude. He's great at what he does, and I got off that call, that meeting, or whatever learning something and better off than when I showed up. And that's the key. Because if you remember, even a long time ago, I mentioned to people eight, nine years ago, even when I went door to door or cold called, I always wanted to leave people better off. Now, a subset of that would be educating. But initially for me, it was, I want to leave them feeling better, right? In a better mood, right? Smiling. And at least I brought them up the tone scale, even a nudge or slightly through my interaction. Then I know every interaction I'm having, every person I'm touching is better off. This is a more powerful and impactful way to do it where it's not just I'm leaving them emotionally better off. I'm also educating them and teaching them something. So whether, whether they do business with me or not, they at least have a better decision-making process and their foundation is much more solid because it's on relevant and factual information. Okay. So that's it for this one. Y'all hopefully you enjoyed it. This is what I deem the missing key in communication for a lot of people, sales, non-sales. It's cool. You guys want to check out any of my courses, coaching, you have the links below or you can reach out to me personally. If you want to join my company, Real Brokerage, we've been exploding. I have almost 100 people in my network already in about three or four months. It's amazing. Um, Anything else you need, hit me up, get on our email list, jump on our free challenges if, if we have them available to you, and we'll see you on the next episode. I appreciate and really, really do appreciate and support or appreciate all the support. And I really want to give everybody a fist bump um, for giving the positive reviews to Supreme Being and continue to tune in and follow um, our movement. All right, see you guys on the next episode. Peace.